listening to Ghoul Rambles Podcast. I am your host, Shawnee. If this is your first time listening, thanks for taking a chance on a coffee ghoul like me. If you're a repeat listener, thank you for coming back for some spooky vibes. If you're a regular listener, you might be wondering where I've been for the past several weeks. I've been home mostly, but life has been happening like a carousel going around my head. Not a fun and an uplifting one with gorgeous and beautifully painted animals, though. I guess you can say I was a going girl, minus the manipulation and basket case personality. While I was away, I did happen to read Gone Girl written by Jillian Flynn. It's a 555-page book that I read in two days, so what does that say about me? You tell me. And yes, I'm aware that I'm way late to the Gone Girl game, as it was released in 2012, when I was 25 years old. I'm internally crying. No need to do the math on my current age. If you haven't read the book nor seen the movie, Gone Girl is a crime thriller. The novel summary via goodread.com is, Marriage can be a real killer. On a warm summer morning in North Carthage, Missouri, it is Nick and Amy Dunn's fifth wedding anniversary. Presents are being wrapped and reservations are being made when Nick's clever and beautiful wife disappears from the rented McMansion on the Mississippi River. What words stuck out to you in that summary? Because to me, McMansion, and I'm over here thinking since when is McDonald's in the real estate game? I obviously had to Google it. If you don't know this already, I am always Googling stuff. It's out of pure curiosity and probably from my hobby as a child of using my parents' huge collection of encyclopedias. If you don't know what encyclopedia is, you're gonna have to Google it. But yeah, um, a McMansion is basically cooking cutter houses that are just made in mass production where they basically look the same like McDonald's. So that's where the Mick came from, so I was right on that one. Um, next topic, are there any movies that you've seen as a child that still haunt you to this day or that left you traumatized? And it may not necessarily be considered a scary movie. I have several of those. One that keeps popping in my head lately, for whatever reason, that leaves me asking what the hell was the point of that freaking movie. In the movie Drop Dead Fred, it is from 1991, it's about an unhappy housewife who gets a lift from the return of her imaginary friend Drop Dead Fred. I seriously had to look up the movie summary because I couldn't remember the movie plot, just the weirdness of Drop Dead Fred and Marsha Mason, who plays the main character's mother. She is scary as hell in this movie, like an evil stepmother type vibe. I've considered rewatching it now as an adult, but I honestly don't know if I could handle it. It has a 5.9 out of 10 stars on imdb.com. I'd say that's pretty generous. I'd give it two stars at best. I have a couple of random, rando, random facts that I wanted to share. I usually do a whole episode dedicated to these, but in the meantime, I just wanted to share a couple. 
The first one is a little bit creepy. Um, the reason they say you get red eyes and pictures is because your pupils are just holes in your eyes. So when the flash goes off, it reflects the blood in the back of your eyeballs. Speaking of eyeballs, when my niece was four, she'll be 12 next month. She used to sing, heading down a highway, looking for an eyeball. <laughs> I honestly don't know how she came up with it or if it's from something that I know nothing about, but it's still funny to this day. The other little fact I found is that your taste buds change every seven years. So the food that you disliked as a child, you might actually like as an adult and vice versa. So yes, mom, I liked hot dogs when I was five, but I no longer like them. Either way, I'm a vegan and have been for almost three years, and I was a vegetarian for 15 years leading up to that point. She won't let go that I liked hot dogs when I was five. So a couple of weeks ago, I had gone to a neurologist because I had an unexpected seizure back in June of this year. While I was there, I shared with a doctor that I have had these episodes since uh, 2017. I was honestly, excuse me, too afraid to address it with my primary doctor because I feared that there would be something like serious, like a stroke or something along those lines. The neurologist said that it sounds like I'm experiencing sleep paralysis, which prior to hearing about other experiences via podcast, I had only ever seen it represented in The Haunting at Hell House with the Nell's character. That's where my mind always goes when I think or hear the term sleep paralysis. After that appointment, I started to look into sleep paralysis, which is something I've never done prior. I had only ever known of it via TV and other sh- shared experiences via podcast as I already stated I have to get a sleep study done still so in the meantime I wanted to see what I could find which I came across an article featuring something like the 15 signs of sleep paralysis a few of those were along the lines of hallucinations which is something I haven't personally experienced other than when I got a second concussion in my lifetime. I want to say that was in October when my German Shepherd jumped onto my bed and just rammed me right in the head where I had a previous head injury due to her as well. Anyways, I had woken up the following morning after that incident to seeing black orbs on my bedroom ceiling and I started screaming for them to get the F out of here. When I had told the doctor who had seen me that same day, said, oh wow, I think that's how she truly knew I had gotten knocked in the head pretty good, and between that and the headache that I ended up having for six weeks, not even kidding, I just recently had days where I didn't consistently have a headache. I know that I got off track there uh, with the sleep paralysis and the hallucination, so, um, Anyways, sleep paralysis and all kinds of different, it just didn't, after reading that, it didn't set well with me because I felt as though it was invalidating those who have had paranormal slash sinister-like experiences, which I don't know their personal view on whether they believe it's paranormal experiences or, or something along those lines or not. 
I'm sure at everyone who's experienced it has different thoughts on it. I feel like because sleep paralysis happens when one is falling asleep or when one is waking up, it's connected to the dream world. Therefore, doctors would consider those to be strictly hallucinations, which to me, dreams aren't always necessarily the subconscious mind. I know I'm not a medical professional and I haven't studied dreams beyond looking up the meanings of certain things like water, death, a breakup, honestly many things over the years to try and make sense of dreams that I've had. I used to always want the answer like my dreams were the key to my waking life. But since my dream dictionaries have gone into storage amongst the unplanned moves I've had, done much, haven't done much dissecting of my dreams since. And honestly, a lot of my dreams lately are just freaking ridiculous. I'm like, why in the hell is a guy from 20 years ago in my dream? Which, I'm not that old, so it would technically be a teenager. (laughs) So I guess he's a guy. (laughs) Then other times, I cannot recall what I dreamt. Which is fine as long as it doesn't have me depressed for the entire following day. That's something that has happened many times in my past. When I had gone through a serious breakup, I would have dreams to where I would wake up feeling like the heartbreak was happening all over again. It was honestly pure torture, and I'm so glad I am past all those traumatizing times in my life. So yes, if you're heartbroken, it does get better. Well, I let the entire point of mentioning sleep paralysis get away from me. I think I'm just uneasy about there being another possible diagnosis, which I already have more things wrong with me than I can count on one hand. Certain diagnoses have been hard to accept. They may not be terminal, but they're life-altering and it can can truly mess with my mental health sometimes, both with it being a part of the actual illness and learning to cope with those things. So maybe deep down inside, I'm just afraid. Though it can't physically harm me, I'm afraid of future occurrences because they're honestly extremely frightening. Those episodes that is believed to be sleep paralysis, that is. I got a little deep into things here on today's episode, which isn't something I often do on my show, but I'm not afraid to show people who I truly am and share my story in bits and pieces. I want to thank you for listening and tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to, listening on. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Until next time, remember to stay spooky and I will ramble again with you soon. Want to join in on the fun and the conversation? You can find Ghoul Rambles podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also at buymeacoffee.com. You can send an email via ghoulrambles at aol.com.